Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Shereen Langan. Joining me live in studio is actor John Connors. John, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. No bother. I, I say you're a man in high demand, so I was surprised when you agreed to this. Yeah, well, I, I don't really like doing these things unless I'm promoting something, I suppose, usually. But um, lately, I'm kind of, I'm enjoying speaking because I'm doing it after each uh, show I do with me one-man show, Ireland's Call. We're doing a post-show discussion and I'm sort of, I'm thinking out loud all the time and figuring out stuff. Figuring out stuff about myself, about my family, about events that has happened about Ireland about the play and I'm sort of enjoying speaking nowadays you know I, I usually only do these when I'm promoting something or going on to give out about something you know what I mean so I thought I might as well just come on and have a chat for once you know change it up yeah. I have to say I appreciated your honesty when I messaged you you were like yeah I'm not promoting anything so maybe not <laughs> yeah well yeah well that's the thing you can be uh, like sometimes when I get on these things usually they're like you know they're 10-11 minutes and you're on the defensive straight away. So it's not a lot of fun, you know? And you never actually get to talk about anything you really want to talk about. So I, I, I don't usually have a very good experience. So hopefully this will be different. I know. <laughs> don't Not not any pressure on me or anything like that. But yeah, hopefully we can change it up. So can we talk about what you were what you were doing today? Or is that under wraps? Oh, yeah. So I was doing um, a film. It's pickups, actually, because it's nearly finished for Paddy Slattery's debut feature. Paddy Slattery is a filmmaker from Offaly. Really interesting fellow. I know him about five years. I worked with him before when he was a producer on a short film. And we sort of hit it off and just stayed in touch and became friends. And he was developing this film, uh, which is sort of a working title. But uh, the, the the ongoing title at the moment, anyway, is Don't Let Your Guard Down. And... Um, yeah, he wanted me to play this part and I, he actually struggled a lot getting funded and stuff like that and I could relate to a lot of what he went through but he got it over the line and we got it made so today we were just doing pickups and uh, hopefully it's going to premiere in Galway Film Festival. I already saw a rough cut of it and uh, I have to say I was really impressed um, and I wouldn't say that uh, you know, just to be kind because I'm actually ruthless with films and, root- and especially anything I'm in. Uh, I usually wouldn't say most of the stuff I've done at Sammy Career is not great anyway um, maybe two or three standout projects uh, but this is really good I think it's going to be really good and, and it's um, it's kind of in tune with the newish kind of wave of Irish cinema that's been coming out the last few years the sort of cardboard gangsters um, Michael inside now a little bit different again but somewhere somewhere along them lines Amazing and um, I can't believe I'm, I'm actually going to admit this on air but I remember we were chatting about Paddy Hulahan there and I was mm. saying he's my MMA coach and when you're on his podcast, I messaged him and I was like, oh my God, is that the guy from Cardboard Gangsters? And he was like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I've never fancied a character so much in my life. <laughs> There's something about the role you played. Yeah. It's almost like you're the person that everyone like hated to love. Yeah. I, I don't know if you felt like that from the yeah. role, but that's what I got. I was like, yeah. why am I into him? Like he's he's a, a gangster. Yeah. Well, I suppose that was one of the, the, the problems with getting the film funded was on the page... Uh, we were being told that everybody's going to hate him and uh, no one's going to relate to the character. 
so sometimes it's kind of hard to translate what your feelings and your imagination is onto the page, you know, and sometimes you actually can't do it. And I try to assure the funders that, trust me, I know how to play this character and people are going to go on the ride with this fella, whether he's doing bad or good. I'm going to give him a complexity and nuance and show that he actually has a human side, but his environment has created this harshness. And I think that was the trick to it. So... Yeah, like we, I've had a lot of like, like a bit of a cult following actually, uh, you know, because love hate was one thing, and people, you know, Patrick, they call me and whatever, and I kind of got sick of me bollocks being called Patrick, and then this came along and it was something different because I've even like lots of UK fans and people from Scotland, England, Wales, America, Canada, Australia, because it's all at the Netflix, it's on all them Netflixes, so it's been crazy, and people have had that sort of yeah sort of reaction. And this sort of, to this bad boy character, which is in me as well. I'm in that. Like, you don't morph into somebody else, you know, or change. Like, that's in me, that badness. We're all capable of good and bad, I think. And a lot of it I wrote was just inner stuff that was going on with me. I thought I could relate to, you know. But again, you're interested in complex characters, not something that's just black or white. I'd rather someone who's in the grey, you know, anti-hero type of characters, you know. Or even nowadays, I'm actually more into, I'd like a villain, actually. Because uh, even though... Um, I never play a bad, bad, like, I'm always playing someone who's sort of in a bad situation, but somewhere down deep side is good. So I'd like to do a fun sort of cartoonish villain next time, you know? Yeah, yeah, that would mm. be good. Have you had a favourite role that you've played? Because they've all been so different. Um, the favourite, the, like, my play I'm doing right now is the most fun I've ever had acted, with the exception of the first acting course I've done. And then I fell out of love with it for a long time, you know? Uh, because politics was involved and other stuff and I just really got sick up for it and last year actually this time last year I decided I said I'm just going to retire from this shit you know it's just not doing it for me anymore because I found there was a number of the, it was all the, the political side of things and also I I used acting as a cathartic release but then I sort of got a different like when you go so deep sometimes you get the opposite when you go so deep into a character like with that character Jay with Carbo Gangsters I went so deep that it was actually traumatic for me and I couldn't recover from that character. For about three months, I was depressed really bad and drinking non-stop. And I just couldn't get over, I couldn't shake that 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 mood I was in, you know? Would that almost be kind of, what's it called, method acting? No, listen, the thing of method acting is method bollocks, in my opinion, <laughs> you know? Um, like, method acting is just one, um, it's, it's one way of talking about Lee Strasberg and his way of training. Now, Lee Strasberg, had uh, contemporaries, Stellar Adler, uh, Robert Meisner, Robert Lewis, sorry, Sanford Meisner, and they all came from the Stanislavski system. They were influenced by Konstantin Stanislavski, who was a Russian uh, actor who one day found the truth on stage in the late 1800s, and he created a system called the Stanislavski system. And really what it was, was the, the most uh, essential stuff was psychology. So from that, uh, the group theatre were influenced, and the group theatre became the actor studio in New York, and that was Strasbourg, Adler, Meisner, Robert Lewis, all them. And they all took their take on Stanislavski's thing and developed it their direction. Uh, and they all kind of got the umbrella of the, the method. But the thing of staying in character... It's nothing got to do with method acting. That was a thing created by actors. In my opinion, it comes from the ego. And as an actor, you're trying to get rid of the ego. You know, we all have egos. I have an ego, but I'm aware of it. I think you're trying to remove the ego. For me, it's about staying in a mood and trying to maintain a mood. So if I'm in a scene today where I'm going to die, I'm, I'm not going to be laughing and joking on set. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to insist that you call me Jay. I'll probably keep the accent because it's just easier to keep the accent than drop it and go in and out of it. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's all these sort of false kind of um, 
all these falsities related to method acting and things like that. What I'm always looking for is the truth. Like, I'm not, we just talked about this before, um, before air. Like, I wouldn't call myself a method actor, although I've looked at all the different methods. Uh, I've kind of found my own method. What I'd call myself is an extreme person. So it's a famine or feast, you know. I could do a three-day bender and I could finish that with a three-day fast. And I apply that to me acting, really, you know. So just trying to find that place. But sometimes you go to that place and you're sorry for going there. So I, last year I had a, a combination of that, a combination of things drying up. No one wants to know me, even after winning the IFTA and blah, blah, blah. And then I seen Emmett Kerwin tweeting about his uh, the program he'd done, the show in the bag program in the Fringe, where Dublin Old School was born out of basically and they were looking for new plays and I just uh, pitched for something straight away online and then I went in and had a meeting and I pitched something else differently and then I ended up writing something else different for them when they gave me it commissioned it and that ended up being Ireland's call and I fell back in love with acting and I just went wow this is what it's all about this is what it, like all the bullshit all the industry stuff all the politics remove it all remove the ego and it's just down to storytelling uh, and I'm now just looking at myself even not even just as an actor, or not as an actor even, and just literally a shanaki, just telling stories, and just bringing it back to a simple thing. All I have to do is tell stories. And with, with, with acting in general, do you think anyone can act? Because I know that I did a six-week acting course, and Lord, you would not have wanted to see me do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, well that's, anybody can act, but not everybody can act good. And the, oh, trick okay. is, the trick is not to act. Do you know what I mean? But we all act in our everyday lives. Uh, acting is essential to human survival. I mean, you'd have to act, you know, like you're not tired if you're a slave in, in the mines in in Nigeria or something. I don't know, you know, with your boss, you have to act a certain way. You're going to act differently with your mother. Really, we all have this persona that surrounds what we truly are. And no one really ever goes into what we truly are. You know, um, this is like Carl Jung, the psychoanalyst, talks about the shadow. And the shadow, in a way, is sort of your true self, which is all the sort of ugliest personified and, the, and everything that's bad and good. But it's all the truth and it's the stuff that we build around. We build layers and layers around that. And those layers become our persona. And we have our social persona with people and it changes to different people and family and we change it. But that's what we have. And they're all defense mechanisms because everybody's afraid of the truth and they all are running away from their shadow, you know. I've been confronted with my shadow on a number of occasions and I fought with the shadow. Uh, the shadow had, had at one point nearly destroyed me and at, sometimes acting I have to go to that place where the shadow is and it's scary and sometimes I can't get out of it. So this is why I have a sort of, excuse the pun, but a love-hate relationship with acting. <laughs> it's because if you go too deep sometimes it's kind of just hard to get away from that, the shadow, you know course and so what happened then when you kind of when you took on that role in cardboard gangsters and you, you couldn't get away what was it did you just did you feel like you were him in your everyday life no not even listen there was no him there was no him and there was no me it just that's it was what it was i feel like this is a metaphor that i'm just not getting no no i mean like there was no i didn't become him okay we just were who we were like we lived we lived together for seven weeks me and the, the other three actors Mm-hmm. In my house. Yeah. All the lines were blurred, if you want to know what I mean. They were in, it was in my house. It was in Darndale. I wrote the script. I was the leader of the gang. And so I wrote it, gave me an actual leadership. All It's just, everything was just a melting pot of it was what it was. I didn't see my family for that time. I, like, it was seven weeks or whatever. My family lived across the road. I think I seen them twice in seven weeks. I deliberately ignored them. So it, it, it just became a big social experiment between me and the other actors. And... 
we went really deep and, and like and also we had a great fun in it like you've seen there was house party scenes and all that they were real I mean we were drinking we were doing everything we were having the crack there there was no so there was no acting that that needed to be done we wanted to get ourselves to a point where we didn't have to act where we were just behaving we didn't worry about lines or this or that or cues or going back let's just get real about this you know and we wanted to make the most realistic crime drama this country has ever seen you know and about the street level and how you kind of go from the bottom to the top and the consequences but also someone who is incapable of personifying a true gangster which was jay he was incapable because ultimately it was his little bit of humanity he had that stopped him from going there so it was hard to shake that mood a lot of it was stuff i was dealing with as well the writing i put stuff in that i had going on inside me and this was stuff i dealt with emotionally in the film so that was like opening up a well and that was meeting the shadow you know what i mean so it was it was hard just to, it was over then and it was like a big three four year experiment and then it's all over um we say cut and it's meant to be over and we had the rap party but it isn't just that easy like your your body doesn't know that it's over like your mind tricks your body you know like i did one scene in carver gangsters where they're killing me and the first take they weren't going for me because the few of them are in the scene are friends of mine and i start berating them and shouting at them to get them to beat me and they did and they held me down and these are 16 17 stone men arms legs i couldn't move it's choking me so bad that i'm losing consciousness and i'm seeing stars and i'm trying to tell them to stop because i'm losing consciousness but they think i'm actually struggling just acting struggling when i wasn't i had bruises on my necks for six weeks afterwards I had to wear makeup for the rest of the shoot your so my body felt i was act that was actually happening to me do you know what I mean? I, was, I, I spent three hours in that hole by myself. So all this just created a real dark shadow over, over me in a mood and it was hard to shake it. And what about this whole social media scene at the minute? Oh my God. It's crazy. Uh, I deleted my Facebook because I had to. Uh, it was just toxic. I still have my professional page up there just for acting stuff. And then I have my Instagram and Twitter. Um, <laughs> Twitter's got me in a fair bit of trouble happened to say throughout the years. I think that it's a phenomenon we're not ready for. We don't know the consequences of it yet uh, because it's only new. Uh, already there's been sh- massive studies that shows there's a correlation between the rise in anxiety and youth and depression with Instagram and, and other social media. I mean, it, it, we are the generation of narcissists now, you know, and everybody lives a different life or most people live a different life on social media than their actual reality. So I'm very aware of that myself, I suppose. what I use my Instagram as more kind of I put up fun stuff with my family or friends or something I share or promotion or whatever and I try to, I don't share anything too personal. I don't like that myself when people share things personal. I actually unfollow them if I'm following them. Really? I was actually yeah. going to ask you about that because I only am... Um... No, but I mean like, what I mean personal, I mean like something like, you know, I broke up my boyfriend or I did this or that. I mean, my oh, yeah, mother yeah. said this to me. That kind of stuff is very petty. Like a diary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well people are going deep. I love people going deep but not real personal like that. Like, telling me everything about their life that be, that's inappropriate. Some things have to remain private, but there's a big blurred line between all that. You're going to ask a question? No, 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 because I was going to talk about, have you heard about this new hashtag Real Talk Challenge? I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram. No. Okay, so basically, um, Anthony Dunnigan, who's actually on the show today, and this guy Thomas Forbes, I don't know if you've heard of the two of them, but they're just basically trying to make a name for themselves as speakers at the minute. And they started this new hashtag Real Talk Challenge. Because they're talking about everything you're talking about, how we live life through a filter. So the whole idea of it is also to break down the stigma of crying. So the first question is, what was the last thing you cried about and why? And then five truths about about yourself. And then you have to put up an unedited photo, completely unposed, just of yourself there and then. 
Well, but that's a challenge for the new Instagram generation. It was. <laughs> I have to say, I, I did it. It was probably the hardest thing I ever did. And like every like half an hour, I was like, oh my God, will I delete it? Will I delete it? You know, yeah, like the yeah, panic yeah. sets in. I tagged three people and not one of them did it. And the amount of people that just, they just won't do it. Yeah. Well, uh, what people just don't want to, they don't want to be real anymore. Like you get to live a different life on social media. You get to use your imagination. You get to create a different identity. And people are afraid to, to shake that identity. Like I talked about a while ago about the idea of the persona. I mean, that was that was that was a psychological theory 50, 60 years ago before social media. Now you get to create another new one, which is another layer. And all that's getting away from is actually your own internal truth. And I think the worst is yet to come in all of that socially and economically, psychologically as a people. It's going to get worse and worse and worse until we realize the ramifications of the modern world and, and, and how we deal with technology and how, you know, that creates different identities. Of course, sure. It's been scientifically proven that um, the like and the getting likes and stuff like that in yeah. social media in general releases dopamine in yeah. your brain. Yeah. Do you ever look at that... Um, the monitor you have in your phone to see how much time you spent in your <gasps> Oh my God. What, what was yours? I'll, I'll tell it's, you mine. <laughs> like I'm always embarrassed to yeah, say no, that I spent no, four I... hours. <gasps> four hours a day was me regular on, what was it on? Instagram. Do you want to know mine? What? Six hours, 29 minutes. Yeah, the last time I checked. Do you know what Crazy. I did though? I know I've cut it in half now anyway. Yeah, no, like I'm trying. Much. I deleted my social media and it lasted a day and a half because yeah. I, I need it for my job. But you, yeah, I know. See, the, I, I also have that problem as well that, like, I deleted my face, personal Facebook page, which had 5,000 friends, but 36,000 people following the page because you can only have 5,000 friends. So it was great for promotion. So it was so hard to get rid of that page. I finally did. I still have another page that I'd love to get rid of, but it's 25,000 likes on it. And it's so ha- handy. If I just put a sponsor on that, it reaches 25,000 people. You know what I mean? And I ended up selling out all my shows because of this stuff. And Twitter as well, 25,000, 6,000, whatever. Same with Instagram. So now you're living in a world where you sort of have to, you need it. Especially if you're in this world of media or entertainment, you do need to have an online presence. So it's, it's figuring out how to kind of juggle that isn't it and get the, the balance 100% and I was reading online that you are a three time champion in boxing yeah three time Irish title three time Irish champion I was in five finals in a row a four nation gold medal all that kind of stuff amazing would mm. you ever take the jump to MMA uh, it's too late for me like in life uh, to actually compete in it I, I have a uh, flirted with the idea of doing jiu jitsu um, I actually used to hate MMA just because I was a boxing fan and I felt like I had to hate MMA because I'm boxing and that's my side and then a friend of mine um, Teddy Darlin who's a rapper aka God Creative he uh, he kind of introduced me into it and I seen it for its art you know uh, and, and all the different disciplines and I really respect people who can, who can do it and who can do it great in all the different disciplines you know I like someone who's actually versatile like that um, so you're up for doing a hot fire round yeah sure deadly Okay. I don't know how quick I'll be. I, I, I try to think about things. It's okay. We we don't have we don't have a time limit on it anyway. Thank okay. God. Okay. Right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. King or Tato? Uh, tato. Milk or white chocolate? Neither, but I suppose milk for tea. Milk. <laughs> okay. Lions or berries? Oh, berries. Dogs or cats? Cats because dogs are too needy. Cats just are cool, you know. Bacon or Nutella? Bacon or Nutella? Yeah. Bacon all day long. Are, are you judging my my hot fire rounds? No, it's just the the, the polar opposite. <laughs> so the chocolate or rashers. But that, but that's the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Sweet or savory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm on the carnivore diet, and I'm, I'm only being satiated by meat anyway. So okay. definitely bacon. Yeah, bacon. Like, don't get me wrong. I can eat a whole 
jar of Nutella and rub it all around my face like a maniac, but I don't want to do that. Fair. Twitter or Instagram? Instagram, because there's not really trolls on Instagram. Twitter okay. is full of just toxic, toxic, hateful, disgusting people. Um, tea or coffee? Uh, I call it tea. It depends. If I'm in a really addictive mood, it's coffee, but generally, you know, a cup of tea. Okay. And iPhone or Samsung? I've never had an iPhone. I can barely know how to use any phone. So Samsung. Okay. Phone call or text? It depends who's on the other line. <laughs> most people I text because I don't want to talk to them on the phone. I'm like that. I, I There's two or three up. people I love talking on the phone and that's it. <laughs> okay. If you could have a superpower, would it be in- invisibility or super strength? Invisibility. Nice. Burger or cake? Burger. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Um, dishes is worse. Like all the sl- especially if people didn't eat all their dinner. Yeah, it's gross. And they clean isn't that it? shit up. <laughs> especially if it's stew. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know I mean? it looks like sick the next day or something. <laughs> if you don't do it, see that'd be me. I'd be waiting the next day. Um, bath or shower? Shower, freezing cold shower. Passenger or driver? Uh, that would depend on if I'm hungover or not. Fair answer. Yeah. Honesty or other people's feelings. <laughs> I know the answer to this. Honesty all day long. Just give me honesty. <laughs> City or countryside? Countryside. Day or night? Night. Love or money? Oh, love all day long. Freedom or hope? Hmm. I, I left the hardest one to last. I knew that was going to catch you. It is a you. tough one, but I mean, I suppose hope can keep you going. Freedom is a realisation. It's important never to give up hope, but I mean, you're always hoping that you have freedom. So I go for freedom. Freedom? Hmm. Very nice. So is there anything else that we can look forward to and? In the upcoming, I know you have a few events and gigs coming up. Uh, I'm doing Paris on the 27th. Then I'm doing Listole Writers Week, which is a prestigious sort of festival. Doing the lunchtime show there, which is a big slot. On the 31st of May in Kerry. So, and then I'm doing, what am I doing then? I'm doing Donegal, the Aragal Festival, and doing loads more dates in the second half of the year. And a few films coming out this year, and a few more coming out next year. And trying to write my own stuff, and just trying to get funding and... You know, trying to get on in this life, basically, and trying not to offend too many people. <laughs> I, I'll, honestly, I'll be praying for you yeah, <laughs> for yeah. that one. And do you want to give out your social media handles? You don't have to if you don't want to. I don't even what it's John Connors. <laughs> I don't know what my handle is. Well, yeah, on no, Instagram, I don't yeah, know. It, it's John Connors. If anyone wants to look, if John you Connors, you'll see my big fat head. And <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. That was actor John Connors. And if you missed that interview and you would like to check it out, you can head over to fm104.ie forward slash Sunday Night Live. We also have a podcast up there. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Shereen Langan. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.